Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire Episode 68. I'm your host, Jeff Tharp. Today's a good day. I'm excited. It's Friday. Fridays are awesome. Love Fridays. Uh, Friday Friday evenings, at, like right after work, and then Friday morning. Like that's my favorite window of the weekend. Can I get an amen from some in the comments? It's amazing. You sit there with your coffee. You're like, man, like I got like the whole weekend. It's time to rock and roll. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's going to be a good episode, you guys. I'm so excited. Um, this is one of my, my good friends is back. She's coming back, guns a blazing in the spirit. She's going to tear it up. She's a prophetic voice. She's a revivalist. She's the founder of Revival Room. She's also the founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries. Let's give it up for my good friend today and guest, Krista Elisha. What's up? <laughs> you are my hero, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. Yeah, do that. You know, that's the problem, you know, you see, you give somebody like me a microphone. I keep a lot of it reined in a lot of times, but you know, oh my it's, just, gosh. Yeah. So, it's uh, so wonderful. You make this so much fun, you know, thank and you. I love all your graphics and everything. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm in a whole new world. Yeah. You're, yep. That's right. It's like it, when you move into a bigger house, you know, it's just like, it's it's bigger and there's more stuff <laughs> right yeah. i was gonna say you were talking about your podcast and i'm you an apple podcast and i'm like yes and everyone should go listen so they can taste and see that the taste lord is good so that's my little plug for the yeah. elijah fire podcast hey speaking of podcasts Krista, you have a podcast which hasn't had any episodes since august but it's still really good Yes. What is your podcast? Where can people get it? It is on Charisma Podcast Network. And you can actually go to my website, KristaElisha.com, and all of that is listed there. Um, so hopefully we were going to do some rebranding to my podcast, but the episodes that are up there right now are still really, really good mm -hmm. and people should definitely go check it out. Absolutely. And there's a link in the description as well as per usual, everybody. So you can <laughs> click, you can go, you can listen. Don't do it now. Do it no. after this. Right. So. Cause you want to hear what's, what we're talking about. Today. Absolutely. So yeah, we've got, honestly, it's, uh, it's kind of a good Last Friday, we had Jesse Green on and she was talking about Roe v. Wade as well. And where I mean, this is a really heavy thing, but a lot of what you're saying, I was reading through your notes. I was reading through the word you had released. And for those that are curious, we have a link in the description, but it was a word that was you released on May 3rd yes. of 2022. Mm -hmm. And then we published at the Elijah List on May 8th, 2022. So not that much difference, but those dates are important. Um, and um, it's yeah, this word I was reading through the through your word, and I was going, Wow, this actually really this dovetails nicely with what Jesse talked about last week, especially with where we're at right now. So, God always confirms his word, and it's always amazing when it's confirmed through multiple prophetic voices. Um, it's it, especially when you guys, you guys, you guys don't socialize, you don't know Jesse Green, um, no. <laughs> you know, so I know of her, yeah. But I think it's always amazing when that kind of stuff happens, where it just is a further testimony of what God is speaking through his through his prophets. And so, yeah, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I really. So 
one of the things that the Lord has really been speaking to me about is how we we've entered this season of second chances. Mm-hmm. And um, it was crazy. He was, you know, downloading this word about second chances to me and people being able to right the wrongs of their past and pick up the, their destinies and their callings mm-hmm. and to reverse the curse really um, that they had been living in or living under. And I happened to get on, you know, get in my email and realize that that day was actually the Jewish holiday of second Pentecost or not Pentecost Passover. Mm -hmm. And I was like, second Passover. I didn't even know that the Hebrews had second Passover, but it was the one that they celebrated. um, So 30 days after the original Passover, um, the Jews that wanted to celebrate the feast, but they couldn't because they were among the dead and they were considered ceremoniously unclean. Um, God gave them a second opportunity to partake in the second Passover. And it's right smack dab in between first Passover and Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I get on my Facebook app to go post something about it. And I see this article about how that night on second Pentecost, there was a super rare blood moon eclipse that was going to be passing over the United States of America. And with the eclipse, there was going to be left this little red ring around, you know, the, that we could see left of the moon. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the heavens proclaiming that this is a now word for the United States of America. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it had to do with reversing the curse of Roe v. Wade on our land. Um, I had been praying and interceding for that. But on May 3rd, the word that I released was about um, God. I had had an encounter when I was in Denver getting ready to preach. And the, it was right before Mother's Day and the Lord came to me and he started speaking to me about, hey, you know, Mother's Day is coming because he's just sweet and he's relational. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I always get sad around Mother's Day because I miss my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, instead, he started speaking to me about this big surprise that he had in store for many mothers that was going to be coming this year. And then right after that, um, we literally right after that and right before Mother's Day, we heard about this draft opinion leak from the Supreme Court uh. about how they had essentially decided to overturn Roe. Mm-hmm. And my whole mind was blown. And I'm like, what? Yes, this is like the best Mother's Day ever, right? Right. For so many of us. I mean, yeah. for me personally, I have... I have two babies that are in the cloud of witnesses that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, were aborted. And so this is great news for me. Yeah. Well, especially with what you're doing, what God has put on your heart to do, which is, you know, the cloud cries out, speak life, the speak life project, speak life initiative, however you guys say it, um, which is all about interviewing women and letting them tell their testimony. And there's been a lot of healing that's taken place as a result of that for these women. Um, Oh my gosh. Radically, radically. Yeah. And so it's amazing because that was the other thing. Jesse Green also had talked about how what God is doing right now is rising, raising up the uh, it, somebody, one of you guys, Illumination, is it the Esters? 
Is that what she said? Do you remember? Um, but it's basically the women who had abortions that God is calling them forward. Number one, to get healed, obviously delivered, but mm -hmm. then to, you know, carry that testimony forward. Uh, so, yeah. and I, and then I started talking about what you were doing on air. I was like, yeah, my friend Krista is doing this amazing thing. Uh, so yeah, rise wow. of the esters. So, yeah, it really is. And, um, I believe I, Elijah List had published a word that um, I had released back in January or February <clears throat> about um, the this great women's movement that was mm -hmm. going to be coming to the forefront this year. And um, I had also released words, several words. It seems like since 2020, really, most of the words that God has given me, there has been something that he has said about about the issue of abortion or Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I know that I'm not the only prophetic voice that said that, but um, this really, there's, God is raising up women in an unprecedented way right now. And when I was asking the Lord, you know, why, what is the highlight? Why, why are you highlighting the women in this season, God? Um, he, and he started showing me like the attacks of the enemy on biological womanhood, you know what I mean? Like, and on children, oh, um, he said, Krista, before there was ever an original Jesus movement, before there was ever an original John the Baptist movement, there were two mothers singing over their wombs and prophesying over their sons. Mm -hmm. And my mind was blown. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. That's so true. And then he took me to Genesis where, um, you know, he specifically, when he cursed the serpent, he said that there would be enmity between the seed of the woman and between the serpent, because it would be the seed of the woman that would crush the serpent's head. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why the devil hates women and he hates women the unborn in the womb, because he knows that it is through us, we give birth to God's, you know, destiny, his dreams, his inheritance. The Bible says that human beings are the inheritance that God has chosen for himself, mm -hmm. you know? And so he's, he knows that God comes through us because we're living gates, we're doors, right? And we're going to be the ones that you know, usher in the second coming of Christ. And so anything he can do to murder and destroy and distort mm -hmm. or counterfeit, he's going to try to do. Yeah. And we are getting really close to the end times. Now I'm a, I'm one of those people. Um, I believe in uh, victorious eschatology. And so I believe, you know, really my belief is that, yeah, things are going to be crazy, but the world is going to continue to be filled with God's glory. And there's going to be a generation that rises up that violently takes hold of the kingdom and brings it manifested into earth. You know, just mm -hmm. like Jesus prayed, you know, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the enemy wants to stop all that. But yeah this thing with the women, I'm actually in two weeks from now, I'm getting ready to uh, host a huge women's summit in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. 
because um, the Lord told me to call the warring women of Zion and to heal the mourning mothers um, so that they can take their place on their cultural mountains of influence and to begin to prophesy and to sing over their spiritual and their natural wombs um, and to prepare people for the children that are going to be coming out of Roe v. Wade mm. um, that would normally be aborted um, mm. and to prepare to love on women who are going to be in crisis situations when you know, they find out that they're pregnant, but, um, it, it really is. The Lord told me, he said, Krista, you know, it took the father when even Jesus, when he was baptized in the Jordan, right? He, the, the heavens opened and he heard the father's voice speak over him. You know, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Like fathers always impart identity. Mm. But then he said, Krista, Jesus didn't start his public ministry until his mother called out the prophetic destiny that I had placed inside of him. That's really good. And, and he said, so this is mothers give birth, they comfort, they nurture, and then they challenge their children to manifest the prophetic identity and callings and destinies that God, the father spoke into them. And, um, yeah. And so this is and everywhere you look in our society today, it's a, I mean, it really is an attack on our identity where everyone's in an identity crisis mm -hmm. to the point where people can't even say what is a man and what is a woman. Right. Yeah. Well, and to, to kind of go off of that a couple of years ago, I had started to take note of this and it wasn't, we weren't quite we weren't quite where we are now, um, but it was a lot. I started to notice there was a lot of emphasis on a lot of different personality tests. Um, uh, and I don't have it really any issue with it, I guess. But like the 23andMe thing where it was like, yeah, I, I talked about this on my first episode, Micah Turnbow, I think, um, is when I actually talked about it on a little in Elijah Fire episode. But um, thanks Krista for the recommendation of Micah Turnbow. Um, <laughs> Isn't he awesome? Yeah, he's great. Um, and, uh, but I said that I started to notice that there was a big emphasis on identity and there was mm -hmm. a, an identity crisis starting to come about. And now we're starting to see that it, it has accelerated significantly since I first had that revelation. I assumed where we are now would have been 10 years from now, 10 years from there, uh, from when I first saw this. So. Yeah. And it's, um, to me, I'm seeing what God is doing in like some of my meetings, uh, and watching the way the father's heart, um, is just blasting people with love and with identity. Yeah. And, um, we are so ripe for massive harvest of souls, mm. like massive. And, um, so it's, it's really exciting for me, honestly, because, you know, I am a revivalist and that's what yeah. I do. I go out and I preach and, mm -hmm. you know. What I can yeah. testify that that is, is what's happening at your, these tent revivals that you, you guys are putting on is, is God's heart. Cause I mean, that, that's what happened to me when I was there too. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I can, I can, I bore witness everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that one night, oh my gosh, like. I never get slain in the spirit like 
hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And um, especially not when I'm ministering because there's a special grace, <laughs> you know, for me to have my sea legs, as I call yeah. them. Um, but that one night you came and I was just like overjoyed to just be with you guys. And we were dancing. I lit mm-hmm. like, I literally like almost got slain in the spirit, like by you. I was like, oh my I mean, god. I don't know if it was me. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was powerful, man. Yeah, Illuminations even saying she was, it was really powerful being in that room. Yeah, that night, that night was, <laughs> was, that it was lit. <laughs> lit, yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, the, the Lord told me this issue of abortion, um, really one day our you know generations are going to look back and they are going to compare it to um the holocaust and I, and mm. I don't say that lightly at all you know my my husband has has jewish lineage and so I say that with the utmost honor and respect but it it really will and planned parenthood will be compared to auschwitz yeah and, oh and- absolutely i felt I felt the power, like the heat behind that. When you, when you were, when I was reading that, I was like, dude, yeah. Yeah. It's super. It's, and it, and it really will. And, you know, as it continues as science and, you know, continues to progress, you cannot deny that, you know, it's a life at conception. Well, and they, they, we get blasted, you know, conservatives get blasted a lot for being anti-science and actually what i've seen in the past couple of years is more science-based facts coming from conservatives and i'm just gonna say it anybody who's arguing that that abortion is is good health care that is the that is the that is absolute garbage it is yeah it is antithetical to science we know that life starts at conception we know that scientifically so anybody who's arguing that is trying to is trying to lull people into a sleep is trying to convince people that is trying to make money is trying to take advantage of people like it's wrong and it's it is actually anti-science so and not only it and it hurts people there is so much it hurts women there's so much science even behind um, you know, abortion and how it has long-term uh, effects on the health of a woman. Like they don't tell you this, but when you get an abortion, your risk to have to get breast cancer goes up by 22%. Wow. Because of the hormones. So, mm. and so the way that our bodies work, we have to carry a pregnancy for such an amount of time. Um, in order for it not to negatively affect our risks of breast cancer or cervical cancer or uterine cancer. Um, but if you carry a baby full term, then your risk of, you know, getting uh, breast cancer goes down significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, among women, so women are actually the smaller demographic that, you know, are suicide at risk, but the largest part of women who commit suicide, which is, by the way, the number one killer of 
Americans. I don't know if you know that, but suicide oh. is the number one cause of death in the United States of America. Oh. And it's just got worse since they did all the lockdowns. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Um, yeah. It, it's of of those that are women, 75% of suicides are done by women who are post-abortive. They are 10 times more mm-hmm. likely to struggle with anxiety, with depression, to have a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that is involved in that. And there is absolutely no evidence at all that it is beneficial. Actually, all evidence points to the opposite, but nobody takes time to research these things. I have because of what I do, um, Mm -hmm. which is uh, my heart is not just for the unborn. My heart is truly for women also, because I know what I went through um, being a post-abortive mother and how it took years sitting in a church. I mean, they say that on average, it takes 25 years for a woman who's post-abortive to even be able to tell her story. There is out of one of every three post-abortive people or one out of every three people in the church are Mm post-abortive. Now, this is really interesting because if you want to take church statistics, two thirds of the body of Christ are females. Mm -hmm. So think about two thirds of the people that watch this show are female, you know, it's like, yes, I mean, well, the, that is a huge margin of people that are in the body of Christ that are wounded from abortion because Mm -hmm. we were lied to. Mm -hmm. And, um, now, you know, the body of Christ is waking up. We know the truth. We not are not only are we waking up, but there is this righteous uh, indignation and roar that is arising from these wounded mothers who are just sick and tired of holding it in any longer, you know, um, and it's still. I mean, I truly believe that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. I believe we're going to hear about it. Um, but I believe that it's it's sovereign. God is going to do this. Um, he's heard the prayers of his people. And then after that happens, we have this very short window of time to begin to prepare people for what this is going to look like. And one of the big things that God showed me um, in the word that I released was prepare for the great divide. Um, You know, the Lord said, he said, prepare for the great divide. He said that there were going to be states that were going to choose life and there were going to be states that were going to choose death. And I actually saw a huge earthquake happening um, in the spirit and it split the nation in half. And, um, so I saw the earthquake happening and, um, I saw the Mississippi river begin to go backwards. And then I find out that the, you know, the case, um, that was taken before the Supreme court, um, that is going to ultimately be responsible for overturning Roe, was from Mississippi. So this Mississippi case is going to reverse. <laughs> yeah. Reverse. 
off of the land. And um, so I think what I was saying, I don't know if it was, you know, literal. Sometimes you see things in the spirit prophetically and they are metaphorical or symbolic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying there's going to be a huge earthquake you know, that's going to make the Mississippi River run backwards. But um, I'm saying in but the if there is, but if, if there, there is, is you go, Crystal, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, that's what I saw. And I saw the states that were um, were standing for life were going to be extremely blessed and there was going to be massive provision for those states and for anybody that took a stand for life like mm. like goshen like god's hand of protection was going to be over them yeah, so it's not to strike fear in the people that mm -hmm. are living in a state that didn't uh that opted for being dumb uh, no right yeah. yeah and those states are actually going to become um the lord showed me that there was going to be like a new underground railroad. Um, but it was actually going to be with children um, who were abortion at risk and women who were abortion at risk um, coming to and from states where, um, you know, they they could be harmed so yeah. i don't know what all of that is going to look like but there it's going to be a mission field for sure yeah. well and the thing that just really quick the thing i i mean maybe you were just about to say this but you said the issue of abortion will be what slavery was during the era of the civil war i thought that was really really profound yeah i'm trying yeah. to look for that actually yeah you know when i the Towards spirit the is all over me yeah, yeah. When the spirit is all over me, I can't, it bypasses my brain, which is probably better. <laughs> so yeah. I think that might happen to Robin Bullock. I, I think Steve told me that one time and I was like, oh, praise the Lord, you know? Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in that first paragraph, when you say, uh, before you say, before I close, I want to share this one last thing with you. Last night I was getting ready for bed. The Lord said to me, prepare for the great divide. The issue of abortion will be what slavery was during the era of the civil war. Yes. I've, I've drawn a line in the sand. Yeah, I've drawn a line in the sand. I will bless the states that choose life, but will re remove my hand of protection from those who choose death. Yeah. I'm putting a demand on my people to show up, stand up and speak up for life in this hour. It is time to put your money where your mouth is and to walk the walk and talk the talk. Choose this day whom you will serve. Mm -hmm. Show that you love what I love by demonstrating your support to the single mothers, the widows, the orphans, for this is pure religion. Mm -hmm. Show that you hate what I hate by boldly declaring the truth and love for the sake of love to those who don't know that I love them yet. And um, to pray for... Um, strategies, wisdom, and resources to heal the land. And he said, this, I promise you for those who will support the cause of life, I will pour out a double portion of favor, honor, and provision. No matter where you are, my hand of protection and provision will never be removed for you. You will be known in the midst of famine and destruction as a people whom I've blessed and chosen to be my own. Mm. Yeah. And he said, behold, I will lift my hand in an oath to the nations and set up my standard for the peoples. They shall bring your sons in their arms and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So I felt the anointing on that when I said it oh, again. Yeah. So <laughs> just a reminder to everybody, I just want to hit this point one more time to anybody who is going to is do not allow the enemy to creep in and to tell you to be afraid because your state didn't choose the godly decision that, right. that do not let yourself give into that fear because it says even right here, God speaking to his people, no matter where you are, right. my hand of protection and provision will never be removed from you. So I think it's important to know, like that is a reassurance that right. God, this isn't like hellfire brimstone, blah, like, and, and I don't care. God's like, God isn't saying, oh, I don't care who who's living in that state. That state is dead to me. I'm going to erase it from the map. You know, like, no, right. like, so yeah, I just wanted You're to gonna... hit that point. People, anybody who's been maybe, you know, a little anxious about this. Yeah. yeah. And guys, we are going to need you in those states because look, when, when Roe is overturned, what's going to happen is there's about 22 states that are going to automatically become sanctuaries for life. But then the rest of the states, guys, they're not. And what the Lord showed me happening is that a lot of these states that are, you know, ran by liberals are going to become even their pro abortion laws and legislation is going to become even more extremist. Like mm -hmm. right, uh, right now in Colorado, I know that they're trying to extend abortion past birth. Dude, I just don't even at that point. I I'm can't like, even like all that's of this. Not like it's just a clump of cells. I'm like, it's a that's, baby. That's like murder. You're, you're literally killing a baby. Yeah, California too is. Yeah, is trying to it's do that. I nuts. Think, I want to say Oregon has flirted with it, but I could. I'm not. I can't quite confirm. Yeah, that. I think it was. It was voted down in Oregon, like, mm -hmm. but not by much. But um, no, it, it's what's really interesting. I learned that. Okay, so one of the biggest issues with the the pro choice argument is that it's viability outside of the womb, right? And so if the the embryo is not viable or can't live, can't survive outside of the womb, then that makes it not a person or not a yeah, baby. Yeah, that's how they justify it. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know is that there are actually frozen embryos that live for years outside of the womb and they're alive. Mm -hmm. They're, they're alive. And so one of the major testimonies in the Mississippi case that um, the Supreme Court is using and delegating over right now that is going to overturn Roe is a woman who was born from um one of those frozen embryos and mm -hmm. in her in her delegation before the court she said her, her her attorney made this statement a person's a person no matter how small no matter what side the uterine wall mm -hmm. which was a play on horton here's a who right mm -hmm. um but I, I really truly believe that this is just when people begin to get once Roe is overturned, the atmosphere over the nation is going to be so open mm -hmm. um, because a curse has been lifted and because yeah. the satanic siege engine is the blood of the innocent. Right.
Yeah, well, right. you know where you know you're not on the right side when you have Satanists trying to argue this now. Like the past couple of weeks, Satanists have been prominent Satanists have been coming out saying that this is part of ritual. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, guys, like seriously. That's how you know you're not on the right side. Right. Yeah. And so. there are, and you know what? That is like a perfect segue into the word that God gave me yesterday. Yeah. Um which is, you know, you need to know what side you're on. And so yesterday I was praying and I, I wasn't even planning on sharing that today on this broadcast. Um, I was just relaxing all day in my bathrobe because I've literally been back and forth ac across the country four times in the last wow. month. Um, so I just had one day home and I was trying to relax, but I went into this vision yesterday of a rooster and I heard this, this rooster crow and I heard the voice of Jesus speaking to Peter when he said, surely I tell you before the rooster crows three times or you'll have, or before the rooster crows, you will have denied me three times already. And, um, I just began to listen, like, am I, I'm not going to deny you Jesus, <laughs> you know? And, uh, he said, Krista, many of my people have not yet responded to my alarm to wake up to righteousness. Some yet believe in their hearts that they could never deny me, but I tell you the truth, they have already denied me because they do not know me and what I stand for. Am I not life itself? Many of those who are, who are in my own house will fall away and be lost to deception if they do not take a stand for life in this hour. For it is the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give life. This is why I hate murder and the shedding of innocent blood, because I am life. Whoever is truly born again will not ride the fence on this matter. Their spirit will bear witness that all life belongs to and originates from me, and that abortion is the destruction of that sacred gift of life. Krista, you must continue to make a stand and sound the alarm over this issue. You must implore my people to care for the single mother, the widow, and the orphans. For although there are many that have indeed denied me, as Satan has sifted them as wheat, oh, still how my heart longs for them to change their minds and their ways so that I might restore them to friendship with me again, even as I did Peter." For those who will hear and repent for denying me out of fear will prove their love to me by caring for mothers and their unborn who would otherwise be led away like lambs to the slaughter. They will prove their love for me by leaving the 99 to find the one who is lost and needy. For I was the lamb who was slain so that my righteous ones could be as bold as a lion. I would that the prophecy of Isaiah would be fulfilled in this way, that my tribe would be ferocious guardians and voices for life against the antichrist spirit of eugenics, and that those vulnerable lives who are spared from slaughter will lie down and make their home with me among the lions. Mm. Wow. And um, so this other thing that I, I just feel like I, I need to release on here is um, a few weeks ago I was praying and I went into another vision and in the vision I could just see rooftops, like the rooftops of towns. And I could hear intercessors um, and just people in the body of Christ saying, 
overturned Roe v. Wade, God, and they're they're crying out like, God, overturn Roe v. Wade, end abortion, send revival. And like I'm I'm hearing the the outcry of the saints um, that are inside these these underneath the rooftops. And then all of a sudden the sound of the outcry of intercession changed to the crying of newborn babies. Mm. Wow. And I heard the Lord say, I am rising up an end time adoption movement that will heal the land. Mm. And um, I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And, and he just started talking to me about how if the, his people would truly um, grab a hold of the father's heart for adoption. You know, it's so crazy. We don't realize this a lot of times, but do you know Jesus was adopted? That the only reason that Jesus came from the house of David and was known as the son of David to fulfill the prophecies was because Joseph adopted him. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Part of the father's love is adoption. We have been mm. adopted into his house. Mm -hmm. And now we have the spirit of adoption, the Bible says, so that we can now call out Abba father or daddy God, mm -hmm. you know, but there's so many, and, and this really challenged me, Jeff, because, you know, I've been saving up money in a bank account to, to buy a house, right. And, um, saving up for retirement. And then, you know, I'm, the Lord is like, how much is a life worth to you? Are you willing to become this message, Krista? Are you willing to care for the single mothers? Are you willing to adopt a baby that would be murdered on the altar of Baal? And what are you willing to sacrifice? Will you sacrifice it all like I sacrificed it all? And, and I was so rebuked. I mean, so rebuked because for a minute I felt hesitation, you know? And then I went into another vision. Oh God. And the vision was me holding my newborns on my chest. Hmm. And um, that moment, you know, where, you know, as a mom, you're like, there's no love that you can ever experience like the first time you meet your baby and how I cannot imagine my life without my kids in it. And I mean, for me, even beyond that, like my spiritual daughters, you know, like, uh, Rylan Isabella, I mean, the moment I baptized her and pulled her out of the water, it was like a mama giving birth. Mm. And now I can't imagine my life without her and her family in my life. And that's truly the spirit of adoption, you know, is that like, no, like you're, you're, you're my people. You're my family. I will, I will die for you. I will supply for you. 
And God showed me, you know, this little baby in, on my chest. And I looked down at, at this child and I knew that genetically this baby wasn't mine, but spiritually this, this was my child. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And I, it was very odd when I came out of this vision because I literally, holding that child over my heart, I fell in love with it. Mm. You know, and, and it, in the vision, I mean, maybe this is a baby that I will receive someday, um, through adoption, but it was very odd coming out of that, like, and then feeling the void of, of wanting that child, you know, and the Lord began to speak to me and he said, I am releasing this grace, this spirit of adoption over, um, over my body in this hour. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was really interesting. I went to get in the car uh, to go pick up my son from school. And um, I did not even speak about this vision. And I didn't pray it out loud to God. And, you know, because I know sometimes our phones listen to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but this song came on my playlist. I had never heard it before. And, um, the guy that plays it is like one of my favorite artists. His name is John Mark Pantana. And the song was called rooftop. And the lyrics are this, it's a Christian, uh, singer. The lyrics are, I was living like an orphan, never knew your love, tried to find a lover lost with everyone. No one holds a candle to the light inside your home. Mm. You sat on the rooftop and you looked over heaven's gates. You came and you sold it all just to have me. Cover me in wonder, beautify my mind, warm me like the summer, patient all the time. Glorious in splendor, wrapped me up in light, and you crowned me as an heir. You sat on the rooftop and you looked over heaven's gates. You came and you sold it all just to have me. We sat on the rooftop and I cried like the summer rain because you came and you sold it all just to have me. And I was overcome by your love. And I just started weeping as I listened to this song because that is what God is that, I mean, that's who he is. He's looking over the rooftops into our homes, into our lives. And he wants to release this baptism of the father's love and a spirit of adoption, which really is the spirit and the power of Elijah, because Elijah comes to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children mm -hmm. and the children back to the father's least there's a curse on the land, right? And so I really believe, and, and the Lord was talking to me earlier today. He just talks to me all the time. I talk to him all the time. Um, it's my favorite part about, you know, being a Christian is communicating with the father. Um, but he was telling me, he was highlighting the fact that father's day is coming up really soon. Mm. <laughs> 
And um, I'm like, yeah, God, I wonder when Father's Day is. And so I looked it up and Father's Day is actually on the 19th of June. That's my my wedding anniversary too. Wow, that's yeah. wild. So that's mm-hmm. Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And he started speaking to me about the Brownsville Revival and how the Brownsville Revival started on Father's Day. Wow. Yeah. And he, I was like, oh God, would it be, could it be that all these years later, you know, like, cause I, Brownsville was really the last revival, you know, that we saw in our generation, um, or outpouring, I should say, like major outpouring that impacted the world. The Brownsville revival in the United States and the Toronto blessing happened around the same time. But I said, Oh Lord, with Roe v. Wade overturned and the announcement coming in June, which it could be June 6th, or actually they had projected it to come closer to the third week of June. That is when they usually release these draft opinions. God, if this, if that is the fact that this Father's Day, you're going to release the overturning of Roe v. Wade officially, and then a baptism of the spirit of adoption, the spirit of Elijah to come in power before the coming of the Messiah, and that you would raise up this adoption movement on the body of Christ to bring in not only these children, but their mothers, you know, mm-hmm. that is, that would, that's massive revival. Yeah. Oh, that'd be huge. Yeah. That'd be huge. And it's not going to be just in one geographical location. It's going to be all over the nation mm-hmm. and I'm seeing it. And I'm like in the spirit, I've, I've got this anticipation, you know, um, about this victory that's coming. And, um, I, I'm actually, God has put me in contact with some amazing women and and ministries that are on the front line right now that are literally forerunning this adoption movement and forerunning, um, foster care reform so that these foster children are going into Christian homes before they're ever going into corrupt government systems, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I could get on that too. Like, um, there's a beautiful couple that, um, got saved through our, our Oklahoma Adair revival who, um, are literally fighting to get their children out of foster care. And the system is fighting them because the parents or the foster parents want to adopt these children, not because they are what's right and what's best because this, this couple, they're totally, God has completely changed their lives. They're set on fire. They're burning for Jesus. We've actually met up with them and they've helped us minister at other tent crusades. Um, and I'm discipling them. They are absolutely precious and they want their kids. They love their kids. They're both working hard. They have stable lives and the system is so twisted and so corrupt that if the foster parents want to adopt the children, they can literally be in cahoots with the caseworker 
so that the parents are set up for failure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm, I came out of that um, because, you know, I was a drug addict. And so I know this story. It's, it's a broken record. Um, And, but I mean, can you imagine like these, these women, these mothers who, you know, are struggling with addiction and then their kids, I mean, me, I know, when I went to go to try to get help from a recovery center when I was on drugs, they said that if I was to go into recovery, that they were going to have to take my kids into foster care. Mm-hmm. And I knew like, nope, there's no way. You might as well shoot me. I'll die first mm-hmm. because my kids were the only reason that I had to live, you know, um, and ended up being the motivation for me to do better. Um, when Jesus intercepted my life, you know, I wanted to be a good mom, but I cannot imagine like what my life would have looked like if I had had a Christian family intercept me and say, Hey, you know what? We're willing to be here and to love you and love your kids so that when you come out on the other side of this thing, you don't have to worry about losing the, the two biggest prizes at the end, which is your children back, you know, um, this, the body of Christ, we have to be an answer to this in this hour. And we can't just say that we stand for life because we say that, you know, because we stand outside of an abortion clinic. Or we post on social media or right. that say is, it on here, sure. you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's an opinion. Your opinion is for life, mm-hmm. but we, Jeff, we all know what opinions are like. Yep, we do. <laughs> They're like backsides. Everybody's got them. Everyone's got one. Yeah. And your opinion. I think there's something I'll, I'll another part to that, but whatever. Yeah. Opinions don't mean squat. Yeah. What matters is our actions. Yeah. And something that I also want to point out is that there are, um, there are a lot of people in the body of Christ doing stuff. And I think that yes. the statistics show, you know, anytime I've heard somebody say something to the effect of, well, if Christians care about abortions, then why aren't they adopting people? Well, the largest, like one of the largest groups of people that are adopting are Christians. So yes. I think that what you're describing about believers coming alongside, you know, even you, if, if, if people had come alongside you, like that is the heart of many, many, many Christians. And sometimes we look at it and it seems like it's too big. It's like such a big issue where you're like, I don't even know where to start. And so, you know, and I know because I've been there. Um, but if we just start small and we just start with one thing, ask the Lord what it is. If it's if it's giving money towards an organization that is doing this kind of stuff, that's a that's a great first step. That yeah. really is. Like I don't I don't think that um but I do really, I, I'm feeling this in the spirit, even that it's really time to step it up. It's really yeah. time to go like, okay, more of us need to look at ourselves and go, what are some ways that I can inconvenience myself so that I can actually help others? Cause it is going to be an inconvenience. It could be if God is asking you to support somebody monthly, even like that is it, that, that that's going to cost you. It's literally going to cost you something, but right. it's going to cost you something. Well, um, shoot, so, yeah. man, the Lord has really been, um, challenging me because, you know, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the road literally all the time. And, um, just recently, uh, he's given me this vision 
to purchase some property and to have a large house that's like communal living where, you know, like my, cause all of the people in my ministry family, um, we all travel together. We're very unusual, you know, like we're kind of like a circus or Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just like travel and, and do all the ministry things together, yeah. you know, but um, he's given me this, this vision for communal living where we just purchase like a huge home or a piece of property where we could have all of our homes on it and where um, we're able to adopt and to foster and bring children and even at risk, you know, moms into this home to love on them and to show them how to do family and to, you know, be able to bear each other's burdens, you know, and so that it's not all just put on one person or on one family. And, you know, so that's been the thing that uh, David and I have been kind of looking at and praying about. And, um, and it's expensive, you know, and then there's others like, um, Audrey, she runs our women's, uh, health center. We're getting ready to change all of that because of this vision. We really think that it, our Shalom women's center is going to actually turn into a service that connects Christian, uh, parents who desire to adopt with funding and, um, with, uh, support in their adoption process. Audrey herself, she had uh, went through the process of adoption. They have an open adoption and uh, with the birth mom who is incredible. And then as soon as they found out that they got a placement, Audrey found out that she was pregnant. And so oh she literally received her adopted daughter and her natural daughter at the same time. Mm. And so she ended up having twins. That actually happened to a friend of mine. Um, They were told that they couldn't have kids and then they adopted a baby from China and then they got pregnant. So they had grace and faith and they were like just these beautiful, beautiful girls, both of them. And uh, yeah, so the same, same, same situation. Right. And so she's actually Audrey's um, somebody else who I'm working with in this and what we're doing. Um, but I'm, and I know that there are so many other ministries that are feeling called to this. Um, a lot of them are coming out of the send really, or out of um, Lou Engel's ministry and IHOP. And I'm just praying that the whole body of Christ catches this. And I feel like there's even going to be, you know, people watching on here. One of the biggest things that God told me um, when I started the Speak Life project, um, and this was before God really started talking to me about the spirit of adoption or anything, um, was he said, I am going to take and I'm going to give the women who had lost a child to abortion a Seth. And I said, a Seth, you know, what do you mean by that, Lord? And so I I went to the story of, you know, Eve and where, you know, Abel had been killed by his brother Cain Mm -hmm. and then Cain had been exiled. And then the Lord took mercy on her and he gave her, she got pregnant and she gave birth to another and named him Seth. And the name Seth means a replacement or one in his place. Mm. And um, the Lord said, this is what I'm going to do for the mothers who have lost a child. And it's not just 
um, you know, loss from abortion. It could be loss from miscarriage or from stillborn. Um, that he was going to give them a child in the place of, and he said, and when I do this, that although they are um, not genetically their children, he said, I will release the spiritual DNA into that child that their, that their child that is in heaven would have carried. And he said, and I will give the mantles of their children that are in heaven to the child that they adopt. And so not only will they be carrying their own mantles, but they will also be carrying the mantles of the children that they have replaced mm -hmm. on earth. Um, and so he said it would be in that way that he was going to redeem many things for, for these women. And he was going to resurrect what they thought was lost dreams. And it was strange, Jeff, because even in this, I could see that these kids were going to have like even behavioral characteristics to what the child in heaven had. Hmm. And I was like, oh my God, Lord, you're just absolutely so sweet. I just can't even like my mind, you know, cannot comprehend like God's utter goodness, you know, um, that he would even like release the spiritual DNA and like part of the, the quirks and mannerisms that the child that we did not get to love, you know, here on earth would have into an adoptive child. And so that, you know, we could catch a glimpse of their sweet smile or mm -hmm. the way that they eat or the way that they sleep or their laugh or, you know, their, creativity. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's just, God is so much better than we ever give him credit for. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm supposed to pray that the people that are watching will just catch the spirit of adoption, that they'll catch the heart that's of good. daddy God. Yeah, that's good. Um, and cause this is, I mean, father speaks identity mother calls out identity right um and yeah, jesus, I think that's really good yeah and jesus is like an elder brother he he's the one who walks out identity right so he shows us how we should should live he's the prototype he's the standard so so yeah so like what you're hearing Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. Father, I just I just thank you that you are such a good dad. God, you know, I'm even amazed just the last few, you know, trips that I've been on and the places that I've ministered to even begin to see the body of Christ changing the the way they speak about you and how they say your name you know we've said for so long father we've said abba but we've been so uncomfortable with the term dad or daddy which really that is in our language the most intimate term of devotion towards you is dad 
and I'm seeing that change and, and God, I know I'm, I'm feeling it on my heart that you are releasing the spirit of Elijah over your body right now to call the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the children back to the fathers to remove this curse from our land. God, you have adopted us into your family. And Lord, I just pray right now for everybody that is watching that maybe, you know, they have not understood you as father, but they want to. Maybe they have seen it in the Bible, but it is not taken root deep in their hearts. God, I just pray right now that the spirit of adoption would be poured out on them, that they might cry, Daddy God. And Lord, I know, wow, shoo, oh my goodness. There might be many that, you know, you, you did have a dad, but he wasn't the best dad. Maybe your father was an absent father. There's, there could be so many different lenses through which we see a father, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that father God is the best father that you never had. And that even if you had the best dad in the whole world, daddy God is still better. <laughs> He's a father that will never disappoint you. He will never let you down. He never blinks. His eye has never lost sight of you. He is constantly working good on your behalf. He is never angry or disappointed with you. You are literally the joyous prize that Christ endured the cross for. Just knowing that you would be his, the whole Bible is, is the story of a happy daddy who is on a rescue mission, the most epic love story of all time. And so Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would even begin to speak to people that you would um that you would give them visions shoo that you would give them visions of their natural father holding them hugging them that they would hear your word of affirmation over them that they are your dearly beloved son and daughter in whom you are so pleased god that your love broke open the way for them. That you rescued them from sin and from death because you delighted in them. God, that they would even feel the arms of a father through the Holy Spirit wrapping around them to hold them and bring them in close to your heartbeat. God, and I break off every spirit that leads them into fear or into slavery, every orphan mindset, God, they are not an orphan. They belong in the father's house and they have a place at the father's table. 
And I even feel like some of you guys, you're going to begin to smell like cologne or like men's aftershave um, or suede or le leather, you know. Um, some of you guys are just feeling the, the weighty presence of God, like, you know, the way that um, a dad would just put his big old arms around you and you can feel the weight of, of those arms. Or you might just feel this overwhelming peace. You might hear, just hear him saying, I love you and I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I do. I just, I hear the father saying that to so many of you. You are my... You are my reason for living. I made you to be the product of love. Not just to be the product of love, but I made you just because I desired to love you. It's not about what you'll do, what you'll ever do for me. It's about because I just want to be with you. I desired to have you for myself to know you and I want to be known by you and I'm just I'm feeling heat on my ears and um, I'm feeling like the Lord is releasing just angels of prophecy right now um, and even the gift of prophecy for people to be able to hear the Father's affirmation over them and to be able to communicate with God. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for healing broken hearts right now. Wherever there was a father wound, God, I just I just pray that you would go into those broken places. <laughs> And you would heal, heal hearts, God. Hmm. I just, I feel like for, for some people, their dads have like, you know, spoken word curses over them just because they've, they've had really broken hearts. And the Lord is just breaking the power of those word curses off of your soul, off of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And he's speaking the exact opposite in those places. Thank you, Lord. And I feel like, too, there's many that um, they, they want to please the father, they want to please God, but they struggle so much with thinking like that they're going to displease him or they're not doing good enough or, you know, they're, they're just always in trouble. And I just feel the Lord coming and he's just breaking that off of you right now in Jesus name. And you're even going to feel like heat on your body. You are not in trouble anymore. And it does not matter what you do. Like you are 100% loved by God right now in this moment. 
100% loved. You are 100% accepted. You are blessed not to perform to receive affirmation from the Father, but now you can live from already having his affirmation. And I keep hearing the word disappointment, and I just feel like God is breaking off um, this lie that causes you to believe that somehow God is disappointed in you when you slip up, when you mess up, when you have a bad day, and that he wants to break the lie of separation off of you. I even feel like when you feel like you've had a bad day, which by the way, having a bad day does not mean that you've fallen into sin. Okay. Um, God loves you. He loves you whether you're in a good mood. He loves you whether you're in a bad mood. He loves you when you make good choices. He loves you when you make bad choices. He is with you, whether you are in a good mood or whether you're in a bad mood. God is with you, whether you have made good choices or whether you have made bad choices. His love and his persistent presence with you does not change based on how you feel. And it does not change based on whether or not you you think you have lived up to his standard it is all based on his grace and on what the blood of jesus has done for you that neither life nor death nor powers nor principalities nor world rulers no or evil spirits nor people no trials or tests can separate you from the love of god which is in Christ Jesus. And he's breaking that, you know, that thing off of you, that lie where you think that you have to perform for his presence to be there with you or for him to be pleased with you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you because he loves you because he is love and because he created you to be the object of his affection. And there's no way anything that you could ever do could change that because it's a gift from him and it's who he is. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Jeff, are you getting anything? I'm actually not. Mm. Oh. Praise the Lord. I just, it's funny. I I feel like warm and cozy. Yeah, and no, I do too. And when you actually, when you said the, the warm ears thing, obviously I've got headphones, but they're not always like yeah. hot and they were hot. And then right, right. Right after that, you said that you, your ears were warm. So. Yeah, they were like burning. I was like, Whoo. Yeah. but I just feel like just that warm and cozy. Like this is what home feels like. Like God is our home. We and you know the Bible says that that in Him, in Him, we live and move and have our being. Mm -hmm. God is our house. Mm -hmm. We're in him and he's in us. You know, we think of home being like 
a building or a structure, but it's really not. It's, it's a people, it's a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the, well, I guess the one thing that I did get was more a reminder to people to, to write in the comments, like share what, like that, that there's power in that testimony that, that builds faith obviously, but uh, you know, other people seeing how God impacted you and they're like, whoa, especially the people that are like, oh, God can't do anything because it's through live stream or God can't do anything because it's, and it's like, that's so not the case. Uh, we, we see so many testimonies of healings, uh, people I've talked to personally that have been physically healed through stuff like this. So yeah. And check your body, you know, mm-hmm. like if you, cause I was actually feeling that there were going to be manifestations of physical healing Mm -hmm. because it just it happens that way we're a threefold person so when god heals your heart which is really your spiritual heart is your soul it's your mind your will and your emotions when he heals that it manifests through your physical body yeah um because we're all it's connected everything is connected it was so incredible somebody sent me a message you know i don't follow the other prophets like listen to their other words unless Mm -hmm. somebody like messages me or the Lord highlights something after the fact, this lady called me while I was at my last tent meeting in Kansas, uh, Kansas city. And she said, I got this word for you, but I have to be honest. It didn't originate from me. I actually stole somebody else's prophetic word. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, but it's Robin Bullock. And I was like, okay. Um, and she said, so Uh, I had just watched a video on Facebook of Robin saying, watch the hills of Tennessee because revival, full-blown revival is going to break out in the hills of Tennessee this year. And she said, as soon as I finish watching the video, I'm going and I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed and Krista, your Arise Women's Summit came up right after Robin Bullock's video. And um, she's like, and I knew that that word was for you. So she's like, you might be, you're planning on a women's summit, but this is going to be full-blown revival. Yeah. Oh, for real. Very cool. And then obviously you have your, uh, your book, your, your book was like the devotional. You have it, you have it on you and you have two different versions. Yes. Yes. So I have, and I have the hardback copy. Okay, so the- she's got three different versions. <laughs> so I have the the one version, it's the journal version, and it's just the original. And then the other one is the artist edition. They're mm-hmm. really the same price. The artist edition is uh, just a little fancier. It has a few more decrees. And instead of having lines for journaling, it has an open space where you can actually doodle or you can draw pictures Mm. of visions that you see i wanted to have that because i am a prophetic artist and because um you know i'm a seer and sometimes it helps to try to doodle what i saw so if i saw butterflies i'll doodle a butterfly or Mm -hmm. you know so instead of just having space to journal yeah it's so so creative and, and awesome i love it and so in the description there's a link to the paperback version like the standard paperback version and then the artist edition but if you click there you can also select because they're they're, uh, amazon links you can also select um which one which one so if you want the hardback you're like no i'm a hardback person you can (laughs) go in there you can select all that good stuff hey everybody do me a favor um krista uh you click a link if you if you scroll down 
in the description, wherever you are, do me a favor, scroll down and you're going to go to, you see stuff we talked about. And the next is follow speak life. And it says subscribe to speak life project on YouTube. Go ahead and click that link and go ahead and subscribe to that channel. I want to see it above a thousand because there's going to be more than a thousand people. All she needs is like 400 more people and it will be there. So it's only a fraction. So just go there and subscribe the powerful testimonies of women who are getting delivered of this pain that they've carried over aborting their children. Like this is an amazing thing. This is part of what Chris is talking about and we want to support that. So um, guys go do that. Go subscribe. The Lord also told me, he said, cause I didn't even think about, you know, when I launched it, how soon Roe was going to be overturned. Yeah. But he said, this is going to be a tool that's sent into the States that abortion is still going to be legal in. Mm -hmm. And he said, and if my people will share, you know, these testimonies, it will lead people away from destruction. And so I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, no wonder you're wanting me to do this on social media because how else would we get the truth out there Mm -hmm. in these states that are going to be like, you know, liberally locked in for murder, you know, it's other than through social media. So that's another thing. So yes, please, that would help us out so much. I am cross posting those videos on my personal page. Um, and I started doing that just because I, I want them to have more visibility. Traction. And, yeah. Yeah. They just, they need to be seen. So, yeah. and the testimonies yeah. are so powerful. There's more than just abortion in there. Um, that's yeah. just part, you know, so it's really like they're sharing their whole testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so go subscribe everybody. We want to see that channel grow. Um, you know, and if it grows, it means more people see it. That means more people want to get involved. That means like it, it's a big thing. That's what happens with us here at the Elijah list as well. And it's, so we just, you guys are amazing. You always got, you guys always rally and just make stuff happen. So go do that for Krista. Go subscribe. If you haven't, it's super easy. We made it super easy for you guys. So just go there, click the link, boom, and then subscribe all that stuff. So. Krista, how uh, how are some other ways that people can follow you? Um, my Facebook page is uh, at Krista Alicia Joy. My Instagram. I also just started a TikTok. Oh yeah. Yes. So that's been kind of fun doing these little short videos and reels. Um, and my YouTube channel, which is uh, Krista Alicia. But you can find all that stuff on my website, really. There's all that is on like the front page. So just go to KristaAlicia.com. And I just wanted to say too, just real quick before we hop off here, I have been seeing a lot of people who watch Elijah streams or Elijah Fire commenting on like other posts or things on Facebook and they'll like tag me in it or like they'll say my name and just be like, Oh, I love watching her. I just love her. And I just wanted to send a shout out to everybody who follows me or prays for me and just tell you that I love you guys so much. Mm. And I really do appreciate you. And I pray for you all the time and watching you all have God encounters is literally what I live for and why I do what I do. So I appreciate that you guys are backing me up in the spirit. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Way yeah. to be. Love you. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you so much for watching. This has been really, really great. Go ahead and share this. Like this. 
you know, subscribe if that's your thing and you're like, okay, this was the episode that got me to subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe. Thank you in advance. You guys are amazing. Uh, this Friday, obviously, have a really, really blessed weekend, you guys. We love you guys. Peace. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.